Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. There are many false notions about being a Christian. Whether it comes from the inside of the church or the outside, many will label the actions of professing Christians as hypocritical, heretical, or unchristlike. How do we know if our behavior honors Jesus? Today on Drawing Near, Jesus is accused of being a bad leader, maybe even a compromising Jew. Were the accusations true? Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 15 and study. This man receives sinners. And as we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, as we bow before you today, we thank you for another day to serve you. As I'm recording this podcast, this devotion, it's a beautiful morning. And Father, we praise you for your new mercies that are rich and abundant to us every day. If it were not for your grace and mercy, everything around us would collapse. Life would cease to exist. All of creation would end. You are not only creator, but you are sustainer. And you're the God who determines what is righteous and what is not. You will judge both the living and the dead. So, Father, help us to understand your words, your truth. Help us to draw near to you by faith in full assurance and seek your will for our lives. Help us in walking in the Spirit in a way that honors and glorifies you always. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 15, verse 1, we read, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he, Jesus, spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Verses 1 and 2 give us many insights into the life of Christ and the life of Judaism in Jesus' day. The first thing we see in verse 1 is, Tax collectors and sinners drew near to hear Jesus. Jesus wasn't just a religious figure that only the religious individuals sought to be near. Jesus' attraction was to everyone. Everyone came to hear him. The tax collectors were individuals who were seen as especially repugnant to the Jews. They were cheats, they were in bed with the Roman government, and they collected taxes from the Jews for the Romans and were made most of the time very, very wealthy because of it. And many tax collectors would charge more than what they were supposed to, cheating their own Jewish people and lining their pockets. And so these tax collectors who you would think because of their attitude toward Rome and the Jewish people, they're being seen as outcasts among the Jews, cheats and liars and thieves. You would think that they would stay away from Jesus, but they did not. And then there were others who were just viewed as sinners. We don't know why they were viewed as sinners, 
But the Pharisees and the scribes saw them as sinners. Now, what's interesting here is the accusation is all of these individuals came near to hear Jesus, and the accusation from the Pharisees and scribes were Jesus received them and ate with them. Now, if you've been following along with our study, you know that Jesus ate with Pharisees as well. He ate dinners and had meals with the religious leaders, with the Pharisees and those who were the spiritual lawyers of their day. Notice that they do not identify themselves as sinners. <laughs> That's a big mistake immediately, isn't it? You see, one group was identified by another group as tax collectors and sinners, but the one leveling the charges against Jesus didn't see themselves as sinners at all. They saw themselves as righteous, and that's a huge problem. And even today, there are people who have trusted Jesus Christ by faith, who are inside the church, who look outside of the church, and sometimes even within the church, and level accusations at others that they are sinners, that those others are sinners, because of what they do, what they say, how they make choices, while they do not acknowledge that they themselves are sinners. We need to understand this truth. All are sinners. Among those who walked on this earth, only the Lord Jesus Christ was not a sinner. He is the only one who had no need of repentance. So Jesus heard or was made aware of the complaint of the Pharisees and the scribes. And so he speaks a parable in verses 4 and following. And the parable is about the lost sheep. Jesus says, What man of you... Having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. I think this is an interesting parable in this fact. Jesus is acknowledging himself in this parable as a shepherd, as the one who owns the sheep, and one of them is lost. Now, who is he referring to? He's referring to the tax collectors and sinners. He's referring to those who have not formerly trusted him as Lord and Savior, who do not follow him as their Messiah. He's referring to tax collectors and sinners, not Pharisees and scribes. And what he is clearly saying is, all people, sinner or not, sinner or saved, are his sheep. And some have been lost. Lost to what? Lost to sin. Lost to the deceit of the devil. They have been taken by the liar, the thief, and the murderer, the devil. They have been deceived and drawn away, and now they're lost. Isaiah tells us all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone into our own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, referring to Jesus. And so Jesus is taking ownership of all sheep, regardless of if they've repented or not. And he's saying that he goes looking for lost sheep. And when he finds it, praise the Lord, sometimes lost sheep are found. Sometimes sinners are saved. When he finds it, he lays it on his shoulders. He picks it up. He doesn't just drag it back or lead it back. He lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. The shepherd rejoices when a lost sheep is found. The Savior rejoices when a sinner is brought to faith. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me. He's rejoicing. Now he wants others to rejoice with him, for I have found my sheep which was lost. And he says, In the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Now, before we go further, 
There are no individuals who need no repentance. There are only individuals who think they're just and who think they need no repentance. We all need repentance. The Pharisees and the scribes needed to repent of their sin. Their arrogance, their pride, their self-righteousness, they needed to repent of this and much more. We need to acknowledge Jesus cares for the sheep and the lost sheep. Jesus desires to bring them all back to himself, and he rejoices when one is saved. We need to acknowledge that we too need to rejoice over the lost sheep that are returned to the Savior. We also need to join in with the Savior in seeking lost sheep, in drawing the lost to faith in Christ. We don't need to stand in the background and launch missiles at lost people or Christians who are struggling to live for Christ. We need to work to bring them into the fold, to return them to Christ, to secure them for Jesus, to help them be mature followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we need to be doing. And you can't do that unless you walk among them. Now, the danger of walking among sinners is that we as sinners saved by grace can be tempted, can be drawn away of our own lusts and enticed. So we need to be careful. We need to look after our own spiritual condition while seeking to restore lost sinners to faith in Christ, return lost sheep to the fold. But rather than distancing ourselves from sinners, we need to be accessible to them. We need to be around them. We need to go out to them. We need to be in the world, but not of the world. This is an important truth. The church is not just simply a place of worship, but it's a place of worship and discipleship and preparation to go out into the world and live and testify and proclaim the gospel so that the world may come into the church. We do not conform the church to the world. Our desire is to transform the world into the church, to be a part of the work of the Holy Spirit and the gospel, the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in bringing the lost to faith. We can never forget this. And to do that, we need to have an association. Jesus did. He did not push them away. He did not compromise. He did not yield his convictions. He remained true to the word, to the Father. We need to do the same, but we need to seek lost sheep. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for sending Jesus to us, that we might be brought back into the fold, that we might be forgiven of our sin and saved. We thank you, Father, for restoring us to life and light. Father, help us to do the same for others. Help us to seek sinners, to seek lost sheep for the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us not to be like the Pharisees and scribes who just sat back and leveled accusations, who criticized and judged falsely. Help us not to see ourselves as righteous, but rather sinners saved by grace. And Father, help us to understand that any righteousness we possess is imputed to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.